not everybody is going to be on board with this plan of yours. <laughs> it's like you're dancing one dance, you're dancing the salsa, and then all of a sudden you start changing and you start to waltz. And other people may feel uncomfortable with your decision. Breaking people-pleasing cycles is not comfortable. It's uncomfortable for others and it's uncomfortable for you. But it is necessary for true connection. It is necessary for your holistic health. It is necessary for you to truly show up as a less watered down version of you. It is worth the discomfort. Hey, I'm Chelsea. I'm a professional mentor and coach, and I believe that your biggest goals and your wildest dreams can come true through small and simple changes. Follow along and let me show you how you can grow by degree. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Grow by Degree podcast. Today, I want to talk about people pleasing and obligations. I feel like this is a very relevant topic around the holidays, and I'm going to be talking a lot about the holidays. But if you are catching this after, please don't go anywhere because I am going to teach you some skills and practices that will help you in any circumstance. I'm just talking a lot about the holidays today. If you identify as a people pleaser, so if you say I'm a people pleaser or you say things like I'm a people pleaser in recovery, listen up because I have always, most of my life, considered people pleasing to be a personality trait. I would call myself a people pleaser. I would call myself a people pleaser in recovery. But it wasn't until I started seeing it as a habit or a practice that I actually started to gain some leverage over these tendencies. I don't know about you, but for me, personality traits are kind of tricky to change. Habits, on the other hand, while they may be a little difficult, are much more likely to change because habits are learned behaviors. Habits are things that we have taught ourselves to do. And we can break habits and we can form new ones. So thinking of people pleasing as a habit or a practice is going to help you gain some leverage over it. So let's get really deep into this. Why is people pleasing so bad? I have heard this over and over and over again. I don't know who told Instagram that I am a person who struggles with the people-pleasing habit, but it's like every other reel that I get. <laughs> it's all about breaking this cycle of people-pleasing. What makes it so bad? Well, my friends, simply put, people-pleasing is a form of lying. When we present ourselves in a way that doesn't actually align with who we are, especially with the purpose to control other people's perception of us, we are lying. And this method of lying is not only misrepresenting ourselves, but it also can be a form of self-betrayal. When we show up not how we authentically are, 
and are asked to say things or we respond by saying things or doing things that doesn't align with who we are. We betray our own selves. We lie to others and we betray ourselves. And that is not a recipe for true and authentic connection. I know that can be a difficult truth, especially if you've been behaving this way in most of your relationships. The holiday season has always been a time for me where people pleasing has felt really heavy. I feel like I really have leaned into that habit (laughs) during the holidays because I have this really strong idea that I want Christmas to work out so well. I want everyone to be happy and I want everyone to find joy in the holidays and so Oftentimes, that meant me giving a lot of myself (laughs) beyond what I felt like I should give in order to keep the peace, in order to make sure everyone was satisfied. And it dawned on me just a, a couple weeks ago that really what matters to me about the holidays is connection and feeling really close to people I love and feeling super grateful for people that I love. And as I was operating with people-pleasing habits and tendencies, I robbed myself of true connection. Here's an example. When Zach and I got married, we are so fortunate, you guys, to have really, really, really loving, caring, and involved families. And we've always had just a place to go for fun and goodness on Christmas. And this has always been a super great delight in our lives. But I was always so worried about making sure that both families felt like they were receiving equal time with us. I wanted to make sure that one family didn't feel like they got less time than the other family. So I remember being on our little college apartment (laughs) and literally writing down the hours that we spent with each family and trying to make them as close as possible. And I did this every single year (laughs) to make sure that there was equal time. Well, Fast forward a few years and we are now with two kids and there are small children and they have bedtimes and nap times and uh, and they have feeding time and they only will eat certain foods and they and also COVID like COVID happened and then we had to worry about sicknesses and gathering and the fear around that. There were so many elements that made it very difficult to know how to navigate each side. And by the way, both sides never ever once demanded more time. It's just, it's always been in my head. (laughs) And I remember we would go to these events and I would feel anxious every time, every single event, hoping and making sure and trying to make sure that each side of our family was getting equal time. So my head would not be with the people that I was with. It would be like, how are we going to, when are we going to go? And how are we going to make sure that everyone gets it all equal? (laughs) And then, like I said, COVID hit, kids, all sorts of things happen, and it just became impossible. 
It felt impossible to make sure that we could spend equal time with every single part of our family. And not only that, but then also my siblings and um, and Zach's siblings and, and then also grandparents and so, so much that we wanted to make sure that we could do. And it became very difficult to ensure equal time with everybody. This need for equal time, y'all, is totally stemmed from my desire to please others. Because I was so worried about what that family would think or what those people would think if we didn't spend enough time with them. that I could not even enjoy the time that we were spending with them. This was all in my head, created by me and my need at the time to please others. I robbed myself of something that matters the most to me around the holidays, which is connection. I robbed myself of that year after year. And out on the surface, I was trying not to rock the boat. I was smiling, playing games, having fun. (laughs) But deep down, I was anxious and and worried and uncomfortable created by my own thoughts by the way this is people pleasing people pleasing is lying people pleasing is manipulating people pleasing is trying to control the outcomes of the situation it's trying to control how other people are acting and thinking it's trying to make everything all good Oftentimes, at the expense of your own goodness, your own pleasure, your own happiness. So how do we break this habit? How do we stop people-pleasing? Because this year, I've decided no more. I'm not doing it anymore. (laughs) This year, I want to fully enjoy and create during the holidays. What can we do to break the habit. In my experience, it just takes a lot of awareness and intentionality. It takes doing some things on purpose and ahead of time to help keep you connected to your goals and your objectives and and kind of meeting your own needs there. So I have a little activity for you to do to connect with your own needs and to help you determine what things, activities, events are going to work for you this holiday season. So if you can go get a paper and a pen, do it now. If not, come and find this part of the podcast and do it at another time. I encourage you to do this with a partner or with your children even. But I want you to sit down and do a little bit of introspection. I want you to write down 10 needs that you have during the holidays this year. If you are listening to this when it's not the holidays, I want you to think about what your needs are for the next couple of months, okay? 10 needs that you have coming up. Zach and I did this a couple of weeks ago, and I want to share with you what we came up with. Our 10 needs are connection, magic, giving, fun, Family, convenience, economical, less disruptive, faith, and traditions. 
So take the time, sit down, write down your needs for the next couple of months. And if you're listening to this, when it comes out on December 1st or at the beginning of December, write them down for the holidays, okay? And once you have a good list, and it might be that if you're doing this with someone else, you might both want to make your own lists, or even if you're doing this with kids, have them make a list, or you may want to make one together. We made ours together, but it's up to you however you want to do it. And then what you're going to do when you have all of your needs listed, I want you to narrow it down to three. Now we got a little bit creative with ours to kind of summarize things, but the the reason why it's helpful to narrow it down is so you can remember them. Um, so the three that we picked were purposeful traditions, holistic wellness, and true gratitude in giving. So here's what you're going to do with these three needs that you've narrowed down to. These are the three most important things this season or for the next couple months. Everything that you are asked to do or everything that you would typically do in the holiday season, I want you to filter it through these three things. If it meets two out of the three, then it's something probably worthwhile. If it meets all three of them, it's a home run. You got to do it. If it only meets one need, you may want to reconsider. And if it doesn't meet any needs, then it's likely a people-pleasing event. You have my full permission to lean on into this practice. Do it. Lean into it. So this is what we, we did. Now, this is where it got really cool for our family. Because my partner and I, my kids are a little too small to do this, but Zach and I, We sat down and we talked through all the traditions and we had a few things that we've been invited to that we usually go to, that we usually enjoy, but it's not always convenient for us to attend. And we have already been invited to a couple of those things and we were kind of torn on whether or not we should go. Oh, we always go to that. We should go to that. It's expected that we go to that what do we do? Do we go? Do we not? Because if we go, then we're saying no to this other thing that we were hoping to do. That whole thing. What do we do? What do we go to? What we did is we took these things, we filtered them through our needs, and it was so much easier to say no to some things because we were saying yes to the needs for our family. We were being mindful of our whole family. We were being mindful of our children and their schedules and their needs and our emotional needs around the holidays. We were being mindful of all of us. And we were also being mindful of the people that we would eventually have to say no to. Now, let's say you have maybe a family member or a certain friend group that is really looking forward to having you be there at this event. If you truly want to connect with that person or with those people, consider alternate ways. For example, hey, listen, thank you so much for inviting us to your Christmas party. We will not be able to attend this year. And if 
you know them really well and you feel comfortable explaining, then you can explain. It's a little bit late for our kids and it's a little bit scary to drive on the roads that late, especially with the snow this year. So we will not be able to attend. However, we truly want to connect with you this year. Why do you say we go sledding in the first week of January, maybe New Year's Eve, (laughs) and we can do something then? Or why do you say you come over to our house for some breakfast, we'll make you some after Christmas pancakes and waffles and sausage? You can actually decide what's important for you. If connection, true connection, is a priority of yours this year, Saying no to that party, which probably would not foster a lot of connection for you, probably it would foster a little bit more stress and disconnection, (laughs) and saying yes to something else might be a better option. Because you saying yes to your needs, even if it means saying no to their expectation, is going to allow you and open you up for true connection. True connection is so much better than the fake connection that we feel while we're trying to people-please all the time. Filtering your holiday plans or the things that are expected of you to do through the needs of your entire family can help create a roadmap. Because now you know, if you say yes to that, you are saying no to those things, right? If I were to say yes to this party, I could put my holistic wellness of my family in jeopardy because now my kids are up late and we're all stressed driving home in the snow. We live, by the way, in the middle of nowhere and we have to go through this pass that's really, really scary in the snow. We drive through the mountains and it can get really scary in the snow. That's why that comes to mind. So saying yes to their party could be saying no to my holistic health. It could be saying no to my mental health and my ability to function in the holidays. It's saying no to my kids' health as well. And it's really difficult to connect when those things are jeopardized, right? So create another opportunity to connect. Be in the driver's seat. Decide that you are going to connect anyway and figure out a way that will work better for you. I know this may be pulling on some of your heartstrings a little bit and this may be a little bit challenging. There may even be a thought that this is a very selfish way to approach the holidays. I want to show you that it's not. It is not selfish because like I said, if you truly want to give, if you truly want to connect You can feel that and they can feel it when it's coming from a genuine place. When it's coming from a genuine space in your heart, it's going to land better and it's going to be better for everyone. I love this definition of human connection. Human connection is a deep bond that's formed between people when they feel seen and valued. So ask yourself, is it possible to help others feel seen and valued without the expense of your own needs? Is it possible to truly see others and value them and express that without having to sacrifice your needs and the needs of your family? I certainly believe both things can be true. If you want to feel connected and you want them to feel connected with you, 
create an opportunity that they can and also create a circumstance where you are honoring your own needs as well. When you are constantly sacrificing your own needs, it is really easy to feel resentful. It is really easy to feel upset, angry, frustrated, disconnected, hurt around the holidays. It is really, really difficult to maintain true connection when you are constantly violating your own needs. Both things can be true. You can be selfless and selfish. And you can those can exist at the same time. You can defend and guard and respect your needs and give and love and serve. Both things can be true. I'm not going to lie. Not everybody is going to be on board with this plan of yours. <laughs> People, it's like you're dancing one dance. You're dancing the salsa and then all of a sudden you start changing and, and you start to waltz. And other people may feel uncomfortable with your decision. Breaking people-pleasing cycles is not comfortable. It's uncomfortable for others and it's uncomfortable for you. But it is necessary for true connection. It is necessary for your holistic health. It is necessary for you to truly show up as a less watered-down version of you. It is worth the discomfort. Well, what about obligation? Because we may do a lot of things out of people-pleasing, but I think obligation is a little bit different. (laughs) Obligation isn't always people-pleasing. Obligation isn't always bad, actually, I don't think. Sometimes I think obligation can really be helpful and can really help us stay aligned with our values. Let me share some examples with you. Let's say you are invited to a wedding okay? And it's on a weekend that you don't really want to go out of the house. But that person came to your wedding and you also really value loyalty. So if you feel obligated to go and you value loyalty, going to that event out of obligation isn't a bad thing, actually. I think it's actually probably the right choice. (laughs) Obligation can be a great motivator. So I don't think obligation is all bad. Now, I don't know that obligation always fosters true connection, but oftentimes the connection comes after, right? Obligation might send us a message on what is important to us and help us stay aligned with ourselves, but it's also up to us to create an opportunity to connect or create an opportunity to be authentic after the obligation gets us on our feet. Let's talk through some examples. Okay, so let's say that you were given a gift from a friend and you were not expecting this friend to give you anything. Now, you might feel some obligation to return the favor. Okay, so here's what I would do in this situation. First of all, I want to check in with myself. Is it a people-pleasing act? Because I, me returning the favor could either be out of true connection and it can, it can be filtered through my value system and how I want to show up, or it could be an act of people-pleasing. It's all about the language in your brain. If the language in your brain is, 
what are they going to think about me if I don't return the favor? Is that going to make them hate me? Are they going to be mad at me if I don't give them a gift? Are they going to be embarrassed or are they going to have issues with our relationship if I don't give them something? I don't really want to give them something. I didn't even really think we were that close of friends. <sighs> I guess I better. <laughs> if that is the language going on in your brain and that doesn't quite align with a value that you have, then that's probably an act of people pleasing. You could do the same act. You could give them a present out of people pleasing or you can repay the favor in a way that's actually way more true to yourself. You could decide, oh my goodness, I am so flattered that they would think of me. And by the way, don't go to shame um, because they're offering connection. And by the way, I don't usually give gifts with the expectation that I'm going to give one, get one back. <laughs> um, so I think a lot of that narrative is like people pleasing in her head anyway. But if in my head I'm like, ooh, I really should do something for her or I really should give something back. Okay. I want to make sure the language in my head is around something I value. If I value genuine giving, that was one of mine. So genuine gratitude and giving. If I value that, then I am going to want to filter my next steps through those values. What feels genuine? What feels grateful? And what feels like giving? Y'all, this could be a thank you card. <laughs> a really nice, well-written thank you card. This could be a little gift. It could be. It could be a little gift. I could think of something that that person really needs. It could be a service project. It could be something that they probably don't even expect. It could be so many things rather than going to the store, begrudgingly buying a neutral gift that you have no idea <laughs> what they actually want. It, it doesn't have to be that. You don't have to give someone a gift just because they give you one. But if the obligation helps you align with who you want to be, then absolutely go and do it. Just make sure it's filtering through the part of you that you want to be. Here's another example. Let's say that you and your side of the family, you always go caroling every year at assisted living centers. And it's something that you used to do and it was so much fun. And now you don't really enjoy it that much, but you feel obligated to attend because it is a tradition and everyone just goes. Now, what are we going to do? First of all, we want to avoid people pleasing, right? So if the narrative in your brain is like, mom's going to be ticked if I don't go, or they're going to judge me for it if I don't go, <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of it. Um, or I, I don't want them to think that I don't care about this tradition this year and I don't want them to judge me for not being giving of my time. Okay, whatever concerns you have about manipulating their understanding of you or their perception of you. We don't want to go that route. Instead, we're going to filter this action through your value system. So maybe your gut reaction is, I don't know if I want to go to that. Let's filter it through your needs this year. For me, if, if I were filtering it through my needs, it would hit, it would certainly hit a couple of them. 
traditions, <laughs> purposeful traditions. It would also hit um, genuine gratitude and giving. And so long as it's not too far away from my house or not too late in the night, it actually even hits my holistic wellness. So even though my personal desire isn't always to attend that, I actually may want to go. That obligation to go might be motivating enough for me to get me there. And overall, for me, that actually does meet my needs. So I'm probably going to go and I'm actually probably going to have a good time. I'm probably going to enjoy it. And I want to be thankful for that obligation that got me on my feet and over there and ready to go. Do you see how this works? Knowing and understanding your needs is going to be so helpful for you to determine what works for you and for your family. This is not a way of cutting everyone off cold. And it's not a way of pushing people out. It's actually a way of drawing people in, in a way that's genuine and true and true to you and to your heart. It's an excellent way to really understand yourself and also filter through all the things that we do around, especially around the holidays, to make sure it's all aligned with your value system and not robbing you of the experience that you want to have. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Grow by Degree podcast. Hit that follow button so you can get all the juicy updates and come find me on Instagram by searching Grow by Degree. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.